smile. You're worse than the kids. You'll have to wait until tonight, and no, you can't lick the bowl. I already did. How about the spoon? Mom eyed the frosting-coated spoon lying on the counter with longing, then picked it up and handed it to Aunt Kate. Ugh, she sighed dramatically. The sacrifices I make for my family. You really don't know where Graham is? Jenny pushed away from the wall, irritated by their lack of concern. They looked at her as though she just committed the social blunder of the century for interrupting their conversation. Jenny didn't apologize. It wasn't her fault they had been too engrossed to notice her. It's nothing for you to worry about, Jenny. Mom wiped her hands on a towel and flicked the limp auburn bangs off her forehead. You know the McGrady side of the family has always been a little, um, eccentric, especially Graham. Mmm, good choice of words, Susan. Aunt Kate licked another glob of gooey white frosting off the spoon. Eccentric. Kate stretched it out, using a British accent, and making it sound as if she were describing royalty. I like that, much better than Looney Tunes or weird. I even like it better than artistic. Maybe I should have said peculiar or bizarre, Mom countered. Jenny half listened to them throw adjectives at each other to describe the McGrady side of the family. Mom was right in a way. There were some unusual things about their family, such as Lisa and Jenny being cousins and best friends, and Uncle Kevin being Aunt Kate's husband and Mom's brother, which explained why Jenny resembled Aunt Kate and Lisa looked more like Jenny's mom. Ian McGrady, her grandfather, had been with British intelligence in the Second World War and was killed many years ago in Lebanon when terrorists blew up the hotel where he was staying. Graham was supposed to be retired. She used to be a policewoman, but said it wasn't challenging enough. She quit the force after Grandpa died and moved to the coast. Graham was always off on some exotic assignment, writing for travel magazines and investigating some political or environmental issue. Aunt Kate, who was Dad's twin, worked as a professional artist. Not that being an artist was all that weird. It's just that the way she combined colors and shapes it seemed she never heard of the word normal. Jason McGrady, Jenny's dad, was a pilot. He'd been working on a project for the government when his plane went down. A wave of panic rose and crashed inside her. What if Graham's plane? Jenny stopped, realizing she'd said it out loud. Mom and Kate went white. Jenny had a hunch they were remembering that day five years before when the police told them Dad's plane had disappeared during a storm. He'd called in a distress signal to the Seattle airport, then lost contact. The authorities figured he'd flown off course and gone down in the Pacific Ocean. They never found him, and after a few months decided he must have died. Jenny didn't believe it. Dad was still alive. Somewhere. She could feel it. I don't think we need to worry about the plane, Aunt Kate said. She didn't take the Cessna this time, flew up on Alaska Air. We'd have heard if anything happened. If Graham is missing, Jenny argued, shouldn't you call the police or something? Your mom is right, Jen. I'm probably overreacting. Besides, your grandmother can take care of herself. With all those self-defense classes she's taken over the years, I'd feel sorry for anyone who dared mess with her. Kate laughed, then sobered. Still. She is nearly 60. I'll call the Johnsons.
Since Ryan picks up Graham's mail and does her yard work when she's gone, he may have heard from her. The Johnsons were Graham's neighbors, and their son, Ryan, was probably Jenny's best friend, next to Lisa. Thinking about Ryan brought another set of feelings, like the kind you get when you sit in front of a cozy fire on a cold, rainy day. Ryan and Jenny hung around together whenever she visited Graham at the beach. He could be called a boyfriend, but only in the sense that he was a boy. Not that Jenny wouldn't have welcomed something more. Maybe she'd call Ryan later and ask him about Graham herself. It couldn't hurt. For the first time since Kate had entered the house, she landed. Perched on a swivel stool next to the wall phone, she flipped through the phone directory on the counter. Jenny. Mom's voice sounded strained. It's okay to talk about your dad, you know. She put an arm around Jenny's shoulders and hugged her.